this episode of the Unstuck Movement, brought to you by AMA, the Author Millionaires Academy, the Connected Leaders Academy, and Unleash You Now is with the amazing Tim Burt. So Tim is a highly experienced marketing strategist with more than 30,000 commercial ads to his name, generating over $500 million in sales. So Tim has worked with Fortune 500 companies and thousands of small businesses worldwide creating marketing campaigns and commercials for virtually every type of business. In 2021, he invented the QR Market, a revolutionary marketing tool. Tim is a three-time international award-winning author, public speaker, and now runs his ad agency, Tim Burt Media, which creates approximately 300 ads per year for various platforms. Let's talk about how Tim got unstuck in his life and how he can help you and your business get unstuck. All right, welcome back to the Unstuck Movement. I am Rob Z, your host. This platform, as I always say, is to give you the inspiration and the strength, the faith to get you to where you want to go in life, to get you unstuck from those spots in your life that have been holding you back. So I love to tell stories of perseverance, stories of people who overcame great things in their lives to help you move forward. Today, I have the awesome, the powerful Tim Burt with us. Tim, thank you so much for being here on the Unstuck Movement. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you this question because I love to ask questions. Because I feel like questions bring us closer to the truth in our lives and to help us to reveal things in our lives that wouldn't be revealed otherwise. So I want to ask you this question to frame our conversation of your unstuck story today. Why were you afraid to get help at a certain place in your life? And how does that pertain to you being stuck? Yeah, I, I will tell you, I, I, I remember the exact moment like it was yesterday because it's tied to an emotion um and that emotion was fear and and actually the second emotion was ego mm -hmm. um <laughs> the uh if you don't if if you're new to me uh I'll just give you the very mercifully brief background to set this all up um i have more than thirty thousand commercials to my name around the world and uh those those ads have sold over half a billion dollars worth of stuff and i run my own media company uh here in st louis and um the last uh, I spent 25 years in radio and in the last 16 of those I was with, with CBS radio. Now, let me dispel a very big myth um, when it comes to mass media. A lot of people think you have to be good to get to a certain level at, you know, like the higher up you go, the better you are. That is absolutely 100 percent not true. Um, it is. Uh, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of nepotism. There's a lot of, you know, like they say, it's it's your network. You know, who do you know? <clears throat> and um, when I got hired to be at CBS here, I was there for 16 years. And um, like I said, I, I've got 30,000, over 30,000 as my name. I have no degree. I have no formal training per se. And my marketing has won me no awards. So how did I get that job? It was literally through my network. And when you're coming from a very small city to a, a large city, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in the mind of a lot of people, they think, wow, I've made it. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in LA. I've made it. Those places are meat grinders. ESPN. That's a meat grinder. Um, a lot of people don't last there six months for a year. And the only thing that they want is 
those letters on their resume. Oh, you worked at ABC? Oh, my gosh. Wow, you must be really good. Hmm. Same thing almost happened to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, my job was doing commercials. And again, no formal training, no degree. I simply did what a lot of people did is I relied off muscle memory of things that I'd heard in larger cities at the time and thinking, well, this is how you do it. This is how you write a commercial. I mean, God, we've heard we're exposed to 10,000 ads a day. I mean, how, how hard can this be? <laughs> well, one day, uh, a, a, uh, one of the sales ladies came up to me and she says, Hey, I need you to write a commercial for a chain of convenience stores here in St. Louis and in, in, uh, Southern Illinois. And it's called Moto Mart. And I said, uh, okay, how this, okay, big deal. You know, I said, well, what are they going to, what are they, what are they pushing? You know, what's, what's their sales focus? And she said, well, the, um, they, they want to promote the fact that they, that you can get free air for your tires. And this is really, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it took me aback a little bit. Like, that's what you want to promote. Okay. And I thought, well, man, this will be, oh, and this is the curse. This was my, this was my thinking at the time. Wow. I can really be creative. I can really show people how creative I really am. Let me, let me display my art for you. So I come up with these, this series, like, I think I wrote two, at least two, maybe three uh, commercials. And uh, they were all funny. One was like a Mexican novella. It was just, I look back at it now and just cringe because it was just so embarrassingly bad. And I can't remember the other one, but um, so those, those started playing those Moto Mart paid for those ads. Uh, shockingly, they paid for those ads. And uh, this is the part I'll never forget <clears throat> is I saw that woman. excuse me. I saw that woman in the hallway, the sales saleswoman in the hallway about two weeks after they'd started running. And I said, Hey, how's those ads for Moto Mart doing? Cause I was like, I was just really proud of them. Like those are so creative. And I said, are they seeing any kind of bump, you know, any kind of sales uh, surge from this? And she goes, looks me dead in the eye. And she says, nope. <laughs> and you could have knocked me over with a feather. <laughs> and it was literally at that moment, Rob, that I knew I was going to have to step up my game or I was going to be out of a job mm. and I was going to have to go do something else. Mm. I didn't want to do anything else. I wanted to get better at that. And clearly, so that was, that was a, whatever kind of moment you want to call it, slap in the face of reality or whatever. It was that I knew I had to get better. And at, at that point, up until then, I was, why, why am I going to read these stupid sales books? I'm not in sales. Little did I realize, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you know, everybody's in sales. I don't care who you are. You're in sales. Um, I, I just, I, I thought what salespeople, there's a very toxic relationship between broadcasters and salespeople in traditional media. Mm -hmm. The people you see on camera hate salespeople for the most part. And salespeople 
really resent the on-air people because they're like, we're trying to help you, but you don't want our help. Well, fine, whatever. So at that point, it was literally that that day, I had heard um, a name bandied about that was like the guy in radio commercials and copywriting and all that stuff. And I literally phoned him up. I looked him up, called him and said, what do I got to do? Do you have any training? What what do I need to do? And it was literally that day when I started doing all that. That's when my life literally changed. And at that point, up to up until then, it was, I don't know, I'd say I was afraid to get help, but I was certainly, I was reluctant to because I didn't think I needed it. Mm-hmm. And it was because of really fear and ego. And if I had known, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. if I knew you know, five, five years before that, I, who knows where I would have ended up because once, once I started, um, attending these seminars and reading these books and, and making these connections and really diving in studying, like I was taking a Harvard level exam, um, my, my ads started getting better and gosh, guess what? Businesses started making more money off their commercials. Gee, what a shock. So I wasn't afraid necessarily to get help, but I was, I thought I was above it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and I wasn't, and it was the thing that I needed the most. So a lot more people got free air because you learned how to sell. <laughs> uh, possibly. That's one way to look at it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting, right? Cause I coming from a radio background myself, I, this guy started working for us. Uh, I, I was his boss initially, and then he moved over to the station uh, next to me in the building and he was really, really good. Like, he came in was super talented had been all over the country doing uh, radio all over the place and like you i thought well i'm good at what i do i'm good i don't need to get any better necessarily i didn't i never really this is ridiculous to say and for me it was like it was fear like you said and ego yeah. pride is the word that always comes in my head like yeah i was prideful like oh i'm good i don't need any more help and man this guy would like and he never did anything personally to me. It was just me listening to him and watching his engagement, watching how he interacted with listeners and watching how, how quickly he was growing because of how he did what he did. Yeah. I was like, boy, there's so, I, so much I could learn. And at first I was really jealous. At first I was like, I want this guy out of here because <laughs> he's making me feel bad about myself. But oh, yeah. then I started to embrace it. Like, no, this guy, he's he, he I could learn from him. He came into my life here for a reason. Uh, so I can really learn from him. So his name's uh, Jojo. His real name's Dan. And man, I started to embrace how he did what he did. And I started to ask him questions. So I just started to like pick his brain about how he did things and why he did things. And he was always willing to help, which yeah. is, I think, the coolest thing you're talking about getting help. Most, I'd say 90% of the people you ask for help, they're willing to help you and they want to help you. Some people are going to be arrogant and feel like you're stepping on their toes or toes or they're better than that or whatever the reason is uh but almost everybody is going to be willing to help you move yeah to some to some degree yeah um radio is i guess maybe one of those areas where there might not be as many people trying to help show business in general i guess might be that but luckily i had a good circle of people around me that were willing to help the higher up you go the more sabotage is going to be you know i mean let's face it if 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 you and I were both going for the same gig at Kiss FM in LA or Z100 in New York, just as an example. Mm-hmm. 
you don't think I'm going to do everything I possibly can to knock you out of the way. Mm. <laughs> you know, even if I don't know you, I'm going to, I'm really going to step on the gas and I don't care who else has applied for this job. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, let me show you how committed I am to getting this gig. Yeah. Um, and TV's the same way. Print's the same way. Um, you know, those, those guys that work at, uh, you know, those, the national papers, the big, the big papers, um, you don't think that they're fighting for, for space. Mm-hmm. I, have you ever heard the stories from SNL when these oh, guys yeah. are fighting because there's only so much time in the show and they're fighting each other, literally fighting each other to get their, their skit on That's the good. air. Yeah, and it seems like so that it's doing this podcast and in the circles that you and I both run in, the people that we know, uh, as far as like the Connected Leaders Academy and AMA and things of that nature. I don't feel that at all because there's enough for everybody. And it, it, that's what the Internet really has done, has changed the landscape for a lot of people. The, it, there's infinite potential, right? There's enough for everybody. And that scarcity mindset has, has been lifted from a lot of people. So that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, as my friend Rich uh, Rich Guzzi says, the internet has leveled the playing field, and to a large degree, it really has. Um, but there's also the downside, which is there's a, a lot of imposters that just got more exposure because of the internet. Yeah, you know, these people that if the internet, if Instagram wasn't a thing, how many of these women would be considered models? Please, right. <laughs> you know, not many. So, um, so. Let's talk about uh, businesses, right? Ask that same question. So if you're a business owner and you're listening to this or watching this right now, uh, or you want to start your own business, or you want to, whatever it is you want to really level up with in your life, like why are you afraid to get help? And and what has it been for your experience? You've worked with thousands of businesses, creating thousands of ads, right? So uh, talk about that a little bit them getting help what does that look like for a, a business trying to level up and what are the roadblocks that are holding them back from that and then how do you help them yeah the it's really similar to what i said earlier what i went through was was fear and ego i i don't need help i or i'm afraid oh god if i ask for help i'm gonna look weak and but no the business owners um the successful ones realize they can't do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you have to get over is, is I don't know if that's pride is to your point earlier, or um, if they're just a, literally just afraid. Like they don't know. They, they don't want to ask for help because they don't want to look weak. Um, What do they do? Well, they, especially when it comes to marketing, let me, let me just back up for a second and tell you that I don't care what, what niche you're in what business you're in. I don't care what you sell. If it's tangible, intangible, physical products, digital products, I don't, it doesn't matter. Let me tell you this rule. Number one, marketing is precisely imprecise. It is always changing. There's going to be a new hot thing next week or in two weeks that everybody's going to jump on. Look at at the date we're recording this early February of 2023, what's the hot thing in the marketing circles right now? It's chat GPT and AI. There's going to be other ones pop. There are other things that have popped other AI things that have popped up. Um, so it's the thing with these marketers and a lot of business owners, they chase the shiny object. Yeah. 
Oh, that's the new thing. Oh, that's everybody's looking for shortcuts, man. There ain't no shortcuts. There's just not unless you catch lightning in a bottle. There's no shortcuts. So understand that. Uh, first off, you have to have a clearly defined goal. What are you selling? Where? What are you wanting to do with your marketing? You probably heard this being in radio. Um, the salespeople would say, they would come into my studio and say, well, ABC Roofing Company or whatever, they need a commercial. Okay, my job was to write them ads and uh, and and voice them and produce them. And I'd say, okay, well, what are they what are they selling? And they'd say, well, they just want to get their name out there. That that like that you might as well throw money into a into a trash can and light it on fire. Like that is not going to do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. um, if someone would call it a branding ad, P.S. It's not. Um, so I, I would say the first thing you do is you know make a hard offer. We have this for this amount. It's good until this date. Come get it. Here's what it is. Here's how it's going to change your life and make your life better. Come get it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so I think a lot of business owners, first off, are mystified about what marketing's job really is, number one. Number two, they don't know where to turn. And, they, and, and when they do find somebody that is saying something that does sort of resonate with them, they, they don't know if it's good advice or not. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people, um, you can go to the free online library known as YouTube. You can learn just about anything you want. Here's the problem. Uh, nobody ever said any of it's any good. Nobody ever said there's nothing that says, <clears throat> P.S., this, this video is complete garbage and the information in it should not be heeded by anyone, anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, you don't have that, you know, unless you want to look at the comments or downvotes or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I think it's people are afraid and there's also pride they don't know where to turn um and when they do i think i think the other part of it um rob is i think they're afraid of what they're going to hear oh it's going to cost too much or it's going to take too long or this guy doesn't understand my business but well it's up to you to tell us <laughs> give us the parameters what's going on you know i can't do anything for you unless you give me a backstory here you know, no marketer, no marketing, no ad agency can do that unless we understand who you are, what's your industry like, what what are the challenges you're facing, what is your what is the the goal you want to accomplish. Um, and, and let me let me give you just a bonus, quick bonus thing. If a salesperson ever comes into your uh, business from from any any media outlet. Radio, TV, print, podcast, a magazine, I don't care what it is. And they say, well, let's do a, let's do a client needs analysis. Kick them out of your office and run. Just tell them to get out and never come back. <laughs> um, because what they're saying is, what they're really asking is, what do you want as the business owner? Well, mm. a client needs analysis always ends up at the same place. You know what it is? Two answers. One, we need more bodies. And number two, we need more sales. That's it. End of story. What they really should do, and this is what you need to do, is an audience wants analysis. What does your audience really want from you? And you have to really be hmm. brutally honest with yourself and say, you know what? I've been trying to push 
product X over here, but they really want product Z. Product mm -hmm. Z is what I should be selling. They don't want product X. So why am I still, why am I throwing money and energy at, at this, trying to sell this? They don't want it. If they mm -hmm. don't want it, quit trying to sell it to them. They'll go get it someplace else. <laughs> Just they don't want it for, they, they don't want it from you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. That's really good, though, because that perspective can be applied to so many different things. And it's such a it's such a simple shift in your mindset, but it's so impactful flipping that to what does the audience really want? It's always about like, you know, how are we serving our audience best? What are they telling? Because the audience is telling you usually what they, they want. Their, they vote with their wallet, man. Right? Yeah. It, it's always there. And something else you said, it, it made me think of something that's related, but seems unrelated. When I was 18 years old, I had like uh, three close friends. I just got out of high school and I wanted more friends. And so I said, I just need more friends. And so I got more friends. Do you think they were the right friends? Mm. They were not the right friends. They were the wrong friends. And that took me down years of a wrong path, right? And looking back on that, if I would have been more specific with what I wanted out of life, if I would have been, if I would have known how to get more specific for what I wanted and needed in my life, I would have sought the right people, put myself in the right situations to to get good people in my life, you know? Yeah. And so I think about that when it comes to what we're doing as far as marketing and things of that nature. Getting more specific is it's the key. We have to get really specific on what it is that we want, what it is that we are after, who we're after, and get specific on what it is that they want. Because if I, if I would have been more specific back in the day, I would have found the right people, good people to have in my life, but I didn't have intention. I just wanted... It's kind of like marketing, throwing a giant net out there and just pulling in out, pulling in whatever you can. You're not going to really get anything of value. You're going to yeah. get, you're going to get what uh, you get. Now that's what I got. I got what I got. hundred percent. Uh, one thing I always use, but I still say is the quality of your marketing determines the quality of your leads, you know, for, for to a large degree. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always a hundred percent accurate, but I'd say 85 to 90% of the time, the quality of your marketing determines the quality of your leads. If you're going to, if you're, it's, it's back to the whole shotgun approach or the big, the wide net. Let me just throw this big net out here and see what we can get. Well, you're going to get a lot of trash and you might get a few, you know, a few hits, a mm -hmm. few bites. Okay. Well, what did, what did throwing that big net out there really cost you? If you, the more specific you become, th this is a big myth. <clears throat> a lot of people think, 
oh, I'm, I'm too narrow. I'm too narrow. No, you want to be very narrow. Because what, what you're going to do is when you start pre-qualifying people, I only want men over the age of 50 who make $200,000 a year or more, who live in this zip code, who, do, do, yeah, the number is going to shrink. But you know what? Their interest in what you have is probably going to be really high. Mm-hmm. So your conversion rate is going to go way up. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's... Yeah, you know, if you can do that in multiple um multiple areas, multiple niches, mm-hmm. there's your wide net. You know. So it's uh Yeah. It, it's really it, important, it's, man. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many myths out there. They're just uh, it's just maddening. But it makes my job easier because I go, eh, no, that's wrong. Let me tell you what we're gonna do. Yeah. You know. Well, so and wrapping this thing up, right? And yep. and I, I want to leave something with the audience as we ask that question, right? Why are you afraid to get the help that you need? What is the, one of the biggest things that you've learned through your years of doing all of this? Your years in, in marketing, creating ads, uh, sales. If you could, and we may have already shared that one big thing, right? But is there something that you could tell somebody uh, the, the biggest lesson that you've had to learn and you had to learn it over and over and over again. What might that lesson be? Can't do it all yourself. That's number one. <clears throat> uh, there's a psychological principle. It's called the Dunning Kruger effect. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm, no. Do you know what that is? Huh. The Dunning in, in simplest form, the Dunning Kruger effect is uh, we've all seen this. Okay. If you watch sports and let's say you watch, um, uh, okay, what's your favorite sport? Probably MMA. Football. Okay. Next to that. Okay. So who's a who's a popular MMA fighter? Uh, one Who of my favorites like? was like Anderson Silva. Okay, Anderson Silva. If you're watching an Anderson Silva fight, and you're watching him, and you're going, "This guy makes it look so easy. I could do that." Then when you get in the ring, and you realize, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. But you watch him, the more you watch him, the more, the more you watch, the more you believe you start filling your telling yourself, I can do that. I can do that. That's it. Pfft. Look what he did with his arm there. See how he just moved it. Yeah, I can. Okay. Th- how hard is this? Mm-mm-mm. That's the Dunning Kruger effect. And then when you realize <laughs> that the more you watch it, the more you tell yourself, you believe you can do this and you can't. Mm-hmm delusion is probably the word that comes to mind uh, Mm -hmm. because you don't have the training. Uh, And I think there's a lot of business owners that, that fall into that trap. You know, again, I, I go back to the fact that we all hear about 10,000 different ads a day or we take in about 10,000 different ads a day. And by the way, that's according to Forbes from 2017. Wow. The psychological effect of that, that the byproduct of that is in our heads, we go, well, I can write a commercial. Yeah, you can. Nobody has said it's going to be any good, but yes, you can. That's the Dunning-Kruger effect times. I mean, that's on steroids. I mean, just Mm. to the nth degree, off the charts. My friend Mindy Hart in Kansas City, who I've worked with for 10 years, she always says this, let the geniuses be geniuses. Well, you've got to hire somebody. If you don't know how to do something, hire somebody that can. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to spend way less time. You're going to get it done right the first time. 
and you can concentrate on what you really need to concentrate on. Marketing is certainly one of those areas, you know, so mm, I would stuff. I would just say that. Cool. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for sharing some wisdom and time with us. And uh, thank you for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.